five, six, seven, eight. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Thoughts Inside Our Head podcast. Coming at you live from Seattle, a.k.a. Sleepless in Seattle, a.k.a. Sleepless in Bluffdale. We'll get to that in a second. This is Colby. I'm here with Kurt. I'm Kurt. What up, Kurt? How you doing, man? Uh, sleepless, as you said, but we'll get to that later. Dude, we're uh, so we're doing a live podcast today. It's our second one. Second one ever. The last one occurred on my birthday back on December 11th, and here we are how nine you, months later. How do you remember that? Dude, it was a special day. How could I not? Uh, that's true. It, your birthday is a very special day for the world. Not just you, but for the world, and for the podcast, and for our listeners. That was, that was big 3-0, and uh, the Jazz happened to beat the Timberwolves on that night with a pretty... Honestly, pretty solid win. Actually, it was either Timberwolves or the Kings, one of the two. I'm pretty sure it was the Timberwolves. And uh, yeah, so I think the live podcast is actually kind of fun. We Today, get, that, we I get learned, the in-person dynamic, you know? Yeah, and I learned you're on the spectrum with your <laughs> crazy <laughs> memory, so. We'll have to fact check the uh, <laughs> who, who actually played. But I do know the Jazz won because I didn't go to bed with any sort of depression. So, you know, despite the fact that I was single and 30, I, uh, I think I went to bed with a smile on my face. Oh, wait, so. did we do the pod? <laughs> The jazz game, and we went. Did we go somewhere? Did we go to Barnes's yeah, house? Yeah, we did it here, and then we went to the Barnes's. Okay. Shout out to Brie for the, the cake that she made. It was oh, pretty fire. It was, was it that it was cinnamon, that cinnamon one? Yeah, it was that okay. cinnamon cake. Okay, yeah, things are coming back. It was great. Okay. Um. So, yeah, man, we uh, we podcasted. What? Our last episode came out, I don't know, like a month and a half ago or something. We, we hadn't been out of the playoffs yet, so we apologize for this taking as long as it had. We went into a deep depression straight up. If only you guys could see our notes right now. Um, we, first, before, we're not going to talk about that for a minute. I, I'm not ready. I'm not emotionally prepared yeah, to. Yeah, we're not there. Um, the wh- first word on those notes explains it all. <laughs> if I know there's a few premium subscribers out there. I know we're closing in on probably close to 1,000 premium subscribers. Um, you guys can see the podcast notes. Um, for anybody else that wants to subscribe, hit us up. Um, we'll get you on the list and we'll get you some of that extra extracurricular content that you crave. Yeah. Um, go ahead and just reach out to um, premium at thoughtspodcast.com and we'll make sure the interns get you set up. Our intern, <laughs> our intern Mark will, <laughs> our intern Mark will, uh, he'll go through the vetting process and if, if it works out, then we'll get you through. But anyway, man, um, <laughs> It's been, shout out to Mark. Honestly, shout out to Mark Kaiser. Uh, we'll get you on here one of these days, dude. I know. <laughs> I know you've got uh, you've got some desire to be on the podcast, and we do need to make it happen. I just want, yeah, and I just I just want Mark to know that it's been Burke bringing this up the last two times. Um, Mark originally reached out to me, but apparently he's been egging Burke on, Berg on quite a bit to to get on the pod. But yeah, we'll do what we can. Honestly. For a little sense of vulnerability, um, Mark and I have actually seen Mark quite a bit lately over the past month and a half, and i got to give Mark a shout-out for being just a top-quality friend. We give him a hard time on the podcast, but he's a solid dude, and his uh, his jump shot's coming. It's coming around. It's it's pretty silky at this point. Um, we played a couple games one-on-one, and I, I unfortunately for him, have a little bit of uh, length that he doesn't quite have, and we're talking arms. And uh, so the games haven't gone quite in his favor, but... Uh, He's got some moves. He's got a nice handle. He's got a silky smooth J, and he's a good friend. So shout out to Mark. Shout out Mark. Um, anyway, dude. So we what? It's been I don't know a month and a half, two months since we since we last talked. What you been up to? Um, first, obviously, follow up. Your spleen pretty much exploded. Spleen and we, exploded. We, we had that. Re- Honestly, if you want to listen to the story, listen to that um, on the Couple last episode. Last episode. I think it was last episode. Yeah. But uh, what's been the fallout? Um, so because my body had to break down so much blood, I now have 
what it was originally thought a certain type of gallstone. It's not quite stones yet. I ha- my gallbladder is filled with this sludgy looking like think muck. The Pokemon is living in my gallbladder, and um, basically, if I eat too much greasy stuff from about eleven o'clock to five in the morning, I am in pain in a ball. <laughs> And there's nothing I can do. They're not going to take it out yet. It's kind of a 50-50 thing until next month. We're going to figure out what we got to do. But um, I'm just, at this point, losing internal organs at a monthly rate. And it is what it is, man. Dude, that's rough. I feel like if it is a Muck or a Grimer, I'm trying to remember what Pokemon kind of neutralizes them. I know Electric doesn't do a very good no. job. So you don't want a Pikachu to try and clear out your gallbladder. But Maybe what? a Squirtle. Maybe some water, just, yeah. to, just a good cleanse. Use water gun. Yeah. Super effective. Honestly, you could probably use a Hydro Blast at this point. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's bust out the big cannons from Blastoise. Um, dude, speaking of uh, getting old, this has been a long-running joke. Uh, my vision, for whatever reason, it, I don't feel like my vision's that bad, but um, it's also not that good. I feel like it has like a, there's like a special... Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to call it, but I have a hard time like seeing faces. It's really weird. It, I know exactly what to call it. We Fa- call it face blindness. Face blindness. And Berg, to, to give everyone like a, um, a little anecdote about this, every time we went to the gym when we were back in Kaysville, where we knew, you know, multiple people at the gym, we'd walk up and someone would start talking to Berg and I'd be sitting there next to him. And it's this conversation and you can see like knowing Colby I know he's trying to like piece together who this person is but the wheels are just spinning a million miles now because he's looking straight in their face and he cannot tell who this person is <laughs> like two feet away having a normal conversation who it is and always like after they walk away he'd look at me like dude who was that sorry face blindness <laughs> and for me like having you trying to get this fixed is huge it's just like 10 years too late it's a true thing and honestly the worst case is like when someone's generally at the gym it's in the morning they're like maybe 40 45 feet away and they wave and i don't know if they're waving at me because i can't quite like i have to stare at them for probably 10 seconds for like the the pixels to come into clarity and then by then i'll like kind of know who it is i'll probably know who it is but either a i don't know them i've been staring at some weirdo that literally has no idea who i am for 10 seconds or i do know him and it's just awkward anyway so regardless i'm telling the story because i went and had a uh, an exam for lasik last week and uh, honestly, it was pretty dope. I haven't been to an eye doctor in 10 years. It's been a minute. And so the technology and stuff's improved quite a bit. Back 10 years ago, they gave me some glasses. I've probably worn them like five times. They look ugly. <laughs> and sometimes if I'm in foreign territory, I'll bust them on at night if it's raining just because I do value my life despite multiple reasons why multiple reasons why I shouldn't. But <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I went in. Uh, they put me through a bunch of tests. I, I told uh, I told you guys it kind of felt like I was at a Diplo show with tons of blue and yellows and green colors <laughs> bouncing all over the place. And they measured my eyes and turn- I have 20/40 vision, dude. But they said I don't know what the numbers mean. Is low? What is if you're higher than 20? What does that mean? So it's just I don't know. Bad. Like 2015 is like eagle vision. 2020 is like standard. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the higher you go, the worse it is. So I'm a little bit nearsighted. Ultimately. I thought it was worse. Some people are like 2,400. I swear Carl's like 2,400. I don't know. I've seen Carl squint at more things in my life than <laughs> I would like to admit. And honestly, that dude, if there's anyone that needs a LASIK consultation, it's Carl. <laughs> dude, I don't think he qualifies. And honestly, I've, I feel terrible. I've seen him try and parse through ingredients in pre-workout on the drive <laughs> to, to the gym. And it's, it's a sad sight. But ultimately, I think face blindness is coming to an end. I'll probably get LASIK in like two weeks. I'm pretty stoked. So anyway. You want to get it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. October 16th, Scary, October 16th, uh, I know, 16th. thanks, Um, one day too early, but, I just wish you would have done it a little bit earlier, that's all I'm going to say, but I'm really excited that's for enough. you, I'm excited for you, you know, taking the, the steps to better yourself, Colby, thanks, sometimes dude. that's your eyes, um, because 
straight up they were crap. So happy that we're getting that fixed. It's one step at a time. One, it's my eyes. Maybe next my personality. Maybe next who knows. But regardless, that's where we are. Um, that was our geriatric corner because his gallbladder's exploding and, yeah. and my eyes are bad. So aging sucks, man. This is the thing though, everybody. Um, it's gonna be real nice. I, we get a lot of people approach us in public about the podcast and. You sometimes, honestly, the face blindness comes into play and I have a hard time recognizing people. But as soon as I get See, this done, honestly, it's going to make everybody's lives better, including be yours. It's going to be able to put faces to the fans, which is, for us, the most it's important a big deal. thing. Yeah. So that's geriatric corner, man. So your gallbladder, my eyes, hopefully on the mend, both of them. <laughs> what else you been up to? Um, getting into board games because there's not much else to do. Uh, the family, or Emily's family and I, went down to St. George basically to play board games. Um, just a nice little getaway. Uh, it's always fun to go back there because, for those of you who don't know, I spent um, about two years down there. Lived with Mark. Shout out Mark again. Um, so it's, it's always fun to go back. Um, thank goodness I was able to avoid Gavin because me and him have a ton of beef now. We don't want to get too much into that. I know he sometimes listens, but um, you know it's really sad to just have a fallout with a friend. But brings up good feelings, bad feelings, and it was just good to get away. But really, that's the only cool thing that I've done in the past few months. Well, at least since the last podcast. That's cool, though. Honestly, shout out Gavin. Shout out to Gavin's iPod. I know it's been a minute since uh, since Gavin iPod has been recommending just the... Can we talk about Gavin's iPod for a sec? <laughs> I'm the only subscriber ever. No. <laughs> he had subscribers. I think I might be the only... The only per- willing subscriber. <laughs> Berg, Berg actually went out of his way to I get on the Gavin list. I Gavin to get yeah. on the list. <laughs> yeah. And I think Gavin put on something that I was so pissed about. <laughs> And I, I actually unsubscribed. And it, was it the Rocket Summer? <laughs> it might have been the Rocket Summer. It might have been like Pink Spiders. Something that I wasn't stoked about. And I'm like, dude, why why did you choose that song? Like, I legitimately was pissed. And he's like, you can unsubscribe if you want. Like, way cold to me. Also, going back to, to me and Gavin, we don't have any beef between us besides this podcast situation. Um, not podcast, iPod. Way before podcast even existed. And... He uh, put on some crappy song. I'm like, dude, I want out. And he's like, hey, fine, whatever, unsubscribe. <laughs> and like, I honestly felt like he wasn't mad at all. And it, like, when I'd see him in person, it made me start to think, like, dude, is it really Gavin's iPod that's texting me? Who knows, man? Cue the conspiracy music, dude. All I know is Tim Cook knows what he's doing. Yeah. And that was back when the man, uh, the true. Oh, it was Steve Jobs. Yeah, that was Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah, that's what was... I meant. I wanted to say he's pretty nefarious. For nefarious, how do you say that word? <laughs> We'll call it nefarious. Okay. Um, anyway, man, that's that's cool though. It's good to get away, whether it's St. George or whatever. I uh, I I took my first trip to Lake Powell. Oh, you've never been, dude. The first time ever. I didn't know that. Legit. It had been. I'm not gonna say I've received multiple invitations to as a flex because obviously I haven't been yet, so I haven't received enough invitations. But anytime I was invited in the past, I just had stuff going on, and. It's just weird, man. I haven't done a ton of stuff like in Utah. It's actually kind of pathetic. I've been been around outside the country quite a bit, but honestly, <laughs> this Utah still remains a mystery in my own yeah. backyard. So it was cool to go to Powell. Um, it's honestly paradise. How's the weather? The weather was perfect. Was it hot at night? No, it was actually kind of cold. It was like oh, perfect. I slept on top of the houseboat. I feel like that's what everybody does. Yeah. I slept on like the bow. Um, one thing I wasn't prepared for were the amount of people that snore. And I think it might be just one of those things where you get in your 30s and there are people out there that uh, unfortunately have some have some blockage and don't have the the airways to really have a nice night of sleep. And I feel bad for those people. I wanted to throw a few of them overboard because oh. um, it was a little rough. But 
the stars were popping. So if anything, I, I woke up amid snoring and could at least enjoy the stars and, yeah. and the Big Dipper. So shout out stars, uh, both famous and in our our galaxies and solar systems. Shout out science. Shout out Suedo Science. Just kidding. Unsubscribed. Um, just kidding, dude. Um, speaking of stars, what? Oh no. We have a star in Donovan Mitchell. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's start out positive on this. Donovan Mitchell's a bona, bona, bona fide, fide as low as a bona fide all star, <laughs> as, as David Locke would say. Um, he I, go on. I don't even I don't even know where to begin. I just have to say that to kind of set the table transition. It's you know it's a flawless transition into jazz talk, dude. What happened? Um, real real quick, because I hear some national heads saying like Donovan still has to take another step to being a superstar, like bona fide super superstar. Um, do you think if he, we would have won that series, he would have that already? Probably. Okay. Cause let me read off some stats here. Um, speaking of David Locke. So in that, that seven game series that we don't really want to talk about, but we're going to 36.3 points per game, five rebounds, five assists, a steal and half a block a game. But the shooting splits, and this is what's impressive because everyone's beef with Donovan was, uh, what'd they call him? Um... Someone called him, like, who was it? Someone with a shoe deal. Oh, who, gosh. who was it? Like Shake Milton or like, or like oh, no, uh, Reggie Jackson with the shoe deal yeah, or something, something like, like that. that some, or That's the most slanderous. Yeah. Honestly, that person should be jettisoned in the sun. Yeah, for real. Um, but anyway, here's what's cool about it is he shot from the field 53%, from three 52%, and then free throws, which he was clutch through the entire series, 95% from the line. Um, I can honestly say, and this is including Stockton and Malone, I've never seen a jazz man put together seven games like that in my entire life. Dude, I heard that the freaking CIA has been watching him. Like, this dude's a certifiable killer at this point. <laughs> like, he, he, he took it to the next level. Like, he did everything that everybody wanted to see out of him. You know, he had he had a solid regular season, a career high regular season. I think he averaged like twenty four and something. Yeah. I don't even know what it was, but ultimately um, rose to the occasion. Didn't quite have the supporting cast that um, you'd argue his counterpart Jamal Murray had, and as a result, dude, we we blew a three one lead. You can go back to a few things, like actual specific plays in this series that cost it for us. First one that comes to mind is that stupid eight second violation, bro. If I think about all these, I have a date tonight. I promise I'll be bald by the date. Like I'll pull, I'll pull my hair out if I think about all these instances. Yeah. It's so but frustrating. I think for me, the series defining moment was I think it was a game five when we could have taken it in five. And yeah, when we were up, 15. we were up fifteen yeah. and fifteen in the third with like I think there was eight left in the third or right. sixteen. I don't know. And it like just that. like a something happened that for the next few games like a, a switch. I mean, I can't say besides Donovan and, and Mike um, in some aspect. And, and just the team just didn't want it. It was weird. We just didn't match their intensity. Like, right. through and through, like, we can think of all the individual, the eight-second violation, the Jokic five seconds in the key that put us away at the end. Like, all insane. those different things. I wanted to throw my everything across the room. Um, but, it, I mean, there are tons of instances where we could go back and look at individual plays. But ultimately, like, we didn't have the mental intensity to put them away like we should have. Like, that's just kind of what it comes down to because we had obviously proven that we have the talent, we mm -hmm. have the scores, we have the defenders. Like, we have everything that we need to be able to win that series up 3-1 and just didn't. I can't imagine what the 2000, was it 16 Warriors feel like when they blew the 3-1 lead in the finals? Oh, yeah. 
doing what going through what we did in the first round and blowing a 3-1 lead in the finals has to be like like put me in an asylum like I have all sorts of dark thoughts type pain dude after the so Conley shot that three oh that my pure pandemonium honestly straight pandemonium the, the three like first of all what's his name uh Tory Craig misses the layup we get the board Rudy outlets it to Conley. Conley heaves the three from, I don't know, 35, 40 feet. It was a good look. It was a good look, all things considered. It's honestly as good as you can expect, as good as you can hope for. In chaos. In and out. And then the buzzer sounded. And I just, like, stared at the TV. Like, I wasn't quite sure what had just happened. Like, I was like, the game's not over yet. Like, we didn't just lose. Well, you're setting up for, like, in your mind, too, you're setting up for a play. We're going to run a play, get a bucket. Then they're going to call a timeout, run a play, and get a bucket. And then just the chaos that happened. And the 15 however many seconds that were left. Because Royce couldn't inbound the freaking ball and we yeah. had to use our timeout. Sorry, Royce, yeah. but geez. That was bad. Um, yeah, the, like you're so used to the final seconds of a game dragging out and it was it was done in like a heartbeat. And then you sit there and you look at the screen for like 15 seconds, probably like realistically three seconds, but it felt like I was sitting there forever. I didn't like, even look at my phone. It was vibing like crazy between texts from everybody. It was just, it was just... I was shocked. I was legitimately shocked until, I mean, I watched Donovan pick himself up off the floor. and That whole part. Donovan crying in the tunnel is the hardest thing I've ever had to watch in my life. Dude. That, that tore me to shreds, man. In moments like those, though, so immediately we get on our, our take note message, and, and Tom was, I think Tom was uh, looking at feet pictures, but I think <laughs> Carl, Carl was available, so we, uh, we, we did a little three-way FaceTime, and we just kind of looked at each other and just said, a bunch of funny words and in disbelief. And it was, yeah. those are the, honestly, those are the type of friends that you need. Everybody needs a friend that they can just stare at. You can just stare at each other. You, you know exactly what the other person's thinking. You feel exactly what they feel. You don't have to say a word and you can just sit there and just nod in agreement and feel consoled. Yeah. Get through it together. Um, but I will say this. There was another player. I'm not, not Joel Embiid, but uh, when Kevin Durant lost the finals against the Heat, when he was a young player, he went into the tunnel and he cried. And it just makes you think, like, players like that that care that much, they're going to do everything they can to get better. And a better Donovan Mitchell gets me excited for next season. Dude, he has the dog in him, man. He does. I mean, that series, in so many cases, just as more than we can point back to how we lost the series, so many times when Donovan had the look. Right. And that look is, like, super, super, superstar look. Like... Not very many players in the league that you want to have the ball, you know, other than him in that situation when he has the look. Dude, he, and he got the look multiple times in the series. I mean, even even when we were down, what, we were down 20 in, in the last game, in game seven. Yeah. And in the third quarter, he single-handedly brought us back. And then um, he was having like, and he honestly wasn't having that great of a first half. Right. And he came out and he did what superstars do. Yeah. And it's cliche to say, like, yeah, he's not going to give up. Yeah, you know, he's got the killer attitude. And there's saying it's one thing, but actually, like, doing it and coming through. And, like, those moments, especially when the Nuggets had their foot on our throats, like, it was cool to see and pretty inspiring. And honestly, like, and Rudy and Mike kind of carried it from there. And Donovan, I mean, he tried to guard Jamal. And he, he did a pretty decent job, but I think he ran out of gas. But Well, he actually did really good on Jamal in the, in the fourth, especially. He did run out of gas. Both of those guys ran out of gas. Yeah. And then Jokic stepped up. Um, hit that crazy, after about seven seconds in the key, that crazy little turnaround baby hook floater thing. And as ugly as it was, it went in. So 
they're playing still and we're not. And that's the thing is like, then obviously they come back from 3-1 and beat the Clippers, the Clippers who weren't engaged. And that honestly kind of sucks. I was hoping the Clippers would win it all because I absolutely hate the Lakers. Screw Denver because they're our mountainous rivals and they just beat us. Yep. And so I was hoping that the Clippers would be at least the, the team to... They'd be the least like egregious, like the least like icky team out of, to come out of the West, in my opinion. And they let Denver off the hook. And now Denver's playing and they're going to lose. And now they play tonight. Actually, I think the game's just going on or just about to start. And now we're dealing with the freaking Lakers. But before we get there, dude, what's this next season going to look like? What do we need to do? Let's just touch on a couple points. Yeah. Um, I'm in the camp that like we for sure should re-sign Jordan Clarkson. Um, seems to like to be here. Seems to like the team. He loves Quinn. Um, perfect spark plug type guy is as infuriating as it can be. Like straight up, you're going to need someone who can run the second unit and just get a bucket. Right. Um, we obviously know what it's like to watch Yang and all that stuff. Um, and how, how many hairs I lost and how many grays came in watching him play basketball for more than 10 minutes a game. Um, obviously getting Boyan backs huge. Um, so we need to find that piece, that wing defender who can lock down someone, say like Jamal Murray, who absolutely torched us for seven games. Um, it just seems to be the position on the wing, the guy that just can score. We have it. Every other team has it. So who are we going to have to just lock that person down? Right. Um, in my heart of hearts, everyone knows I want Derek back. Derek favors D fave, bring him back. Um, is he the best option for that type of position? No, but he fills another hole that we have, which is a backup center. Um, Air Bradley, Air Hordor, um, as much as, I don't even hate to say it, he's just awful. It's insane that he's on a roster at this point. It's insane that he was on a playoff team. It makes his third year in the league. It's insane to me. Um, Mr. Generic is what I call him. Like If you went and created a 2K player and said randomized, just generic player, that's exactly who comes out is Tony Bradley. Um, but, like, I know the names of being thrown around are, like, Mo Harkless sometimes or Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Um, for me, just, like, excitement purposes and age purposes, um, I'm, I'm going to start putting out the vibes for Derek Jones Jr., DJJ. Um, just the high-flying act we get with Donovan as well. It'd be really fun to watch. Um, he's not as good as a shooter as Harkless, but he is younger, and he's really long, and he's a good defender. So that's kind of like who I have circled from the very little um, research that I've put in so far. Yeah. I I think the best case scenario, and obviously you can't ever put anything into the draft, but like it would be so nice if we could get Derek back. We have, we have Clarkson's bird rights, which means we can exceed kind of the cap to pay him, which is kind of nice. So we could retain him. I don't think you can get anybody to replace him at that dollar, you know, that's going to be available. So if we can get favors back at the backup five, you have Clarkson back, and then you can draft. And I know, again, it's playing Russian freaking roulette. Who the <laughs> heck knows what you get out of the draft? But if in Dennis we trust, if we yeah. can get like a, like a someone, it doesn't even have to be as good as like Matisse Thibel out of Washington who the Sixers picked, like, but he's like, I mean, he could play. Prime example. Yeah, of what he's a rotation want. player, and especially like they had him starting. We don't even need him to start. Like, no. I mean, even someone, a lockdown defender that can come off the bench or at least come up in clutch situations and guard a starter. That's what we need. So, right. I think that'd be dope. Another thing to like really put weight into bringing Derek back to is 
you're able to move Ingles to the bench and have him still play his game, the, the pick and roll with a player that he already has chemistry with. Um, so it helps bench minutes, obviously bringing Derek in because he's he'd be the best backup center in the league probably. Um, just think about that. Yeah, but it just unlocks Joe for yeah. 25 minutes. And game. and that's the thing is you've got Conley and Donovan at the one and two. Like they'll they'll interchange. Like the, the great thing is they can both shoot. They can both play off ball. Then you've got Royce at the three. You've got Bogdanovich at the four. You've got Rudy at the five. And then from a rotation standpoint, obviously Derek he's he's come out and said. I mean sources say he's friends with Tony Jones, and so it's all legit. Like that he'd be completely content with just backing up Rudy. So that's looking at what fifteen to eighteen minutes a night. Yeah. So backup center we're solid as long as he's still healthy. And then obviously coming off the bench, we're gonna need. I mean obviously we've got Clarkson, we've got Ingles, and then if we have like a solid defender that uh, you know can play again rotation minutes so Niang doesn't have to. <laughs> I mean, praise be, that, that's that's exactly what we need. But I think realistically, that's probably what could end up right. happening. But And then, like, development-wise, like, how far we go, it, it depends a lot. Jay Stunt! <laughs> it just depends on, like, where Donovan can go, too, for, like, realistically how far that, that team, that that roster you just said, how far it could go. Yeah. Um, Which also kind of comes up to... A huge loss in the organization is losing Johnny Bryant. Um, like, renowned across the league. Player development, like, through the roof compared to anybody else, really. Um, so, hopefully, you know, these... Who do we bring in? Del Demps. Del, Del Demps and, and Keon Dooling. Keon Dooling, baby. Um, ho- I mean, Ke- Keon was a good shooter. Um, but it's not obviously all about shooting, but... You know, hopefully we can fill that void, um, get these players to where they need to be. And, yeah, um, a lot's in the air. Uh, we have some money to spend. We have the mid-level exception, right? Yeah. Um, so we have some money to throw around to get, bring a player over. So it'll be exciting. It's obviously, like, the most important thing, like, to keep an eye on until next season. So, um, but when is next season going to start? Dude, at first, at first all system, everything, like, Adam Silver, the commission, everybody in the front office of the league said, oh, we want to shoot for, like, a December 25th, like, at the very latest, the December 25th, because Christmas is kind of the unofficial start of basketball season anyway, it feels like, for most, like, casual fans. Obviously, we're tuned in since day one, but yeah. uh, we're sick. Um, well, it's when players really start focusing, too. That's like, it. Yeah, Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And... So that was always the thing, obviously, with the virus and everything. They still have to have time for free agency, for the draft, uh preseason all that good stuff but now um there are some some rumblings that are saying hey uh if we can if we can get fans in stadiums next year then we might postpone the season till march so is that the most important aspect to them is like making sure fans are in the stadium i mean it kind of sounds like it it sounds like it's one of those things where because they're so far behind money wise that that they they don't want to go another full season without fans, without is butts that, and seats. And, like, the money, is it tied to, because, like, they're paying players if they play without fans, without money coming in? Like Yeah, so owners and players, it's close to a 50-50 split. It's, like, 49-51 for the owners, or 51% players, 49, I think. And so, I mean, everybody, everybody's losing money when there aren't fans yeah. and seats. And so, and just because this year was such a fiasco, I think, I think they want to... Man, the NFL needs, like, a players association like the NBA has. Yeah, yeah for real. But... Ultimately, hopefully they come to some sort of thing, and obviously, just for my own greedy sake, if we started in March, that's six months away, dude. Six months. Six months, dude. It, it goes from, like, 
middle of the season, you get an off season, then you get a quick little break, and then it's like realistically, it's like a year long off season if you yeah. think about it, because March is when the shutdown happened. Dude, we thought that the freaking long winter was bad in Game of Thrones. Like, <laughs> if we don't have basketball till March, that's a lot. Honestly, they should make a freaking movie about that. I know Emily better. I mean, who knows if our marriage can last? Just kidding. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Maybe they do a thing where they do like. Play half the season, play till the All Star break without fans. Yeah, and then bring fans in from after that. And well, it yeah, because you virus, start but. like around Christmas with no fans, and then you have more games obviously in the season too. Yeah. and then I don't know, you get the, the TV money that way at least. Honestly, this is the thing: if they want to bring in a few fans, like literally like ten fans, like just sparse them around. Heck, I'll pay. I'll yeah. come. NFL's doing like some fans. And, I yeah. don't. I have no idea how that's working out, and like how what stadiums choose to have fans and which ones don't, and. And I don't know if it's season ticket holders. I haven't looked too much into it, but like the games aren't completely empty in the NFL and seems to be working. So yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. We got a lot of time. I'm sure subsequent episodes will be uh, about the travails of when the next season's gonna start and everything else. So we could yeah. probably leave it at that at this point. But it's exciting. Yeah, um, but I can't say this like with as any more emphasis possibly is go Miami, go Heat. Anyone but like we're in a, like you said, the Clippers losing is the worst case scenario for us. If anyone wins besides the Heat, like there's a negative attached to it. For oh, me. it's an L for all Jazz fans. Yes. If anybody but Miami wins, we got Boss Man in Miami. I mean, we've got the freaking Godfather, um, Pat Riley, who's just intimidating AF, Alpha AF. Um, I- I'd love to see Miami win, and they're kind of like the whole Miami, the whole Heat culture, the whole like. We want to be more fit than everybody else, and like we just—it's you know biz, all business. Like it's boy kind ball. of a cool, yeah, yeah. Little, little boy ball. I think it's pretty dope. I like their, uh, I like their style. I don't, I don't know. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, they're they're pretty sick too. I hate to admit it, but sick. They've just got a cool team. Duncan sick in a sick way. Think about his name, Duncan Robinson. Yeah. The fact that he's not a spur is a travesty. Yeah. Honestly, it's one of the the biggest like misses in league history maybe is him not being in San Antonio but like I think Hero's great he plays with fire man like that kid he's it's his first season and he hasn't seen a shot he won't take I know it's it's, it's pretty cool that he, takes, he carried him last game or yeah. not last game but what, the, 37 points did you see uh Jimmy showed up to practice with his, his jersey? high school jersey yeah. so sick Awesome. Jimmy's dope. Yep. Yep, go Heat. We're officially a team Heat for the rest of the for the rest of the hard. playoffs. I'm riding that hard. Yep. I just don't know if I'll be able to survive if freaking Lakers win. I what what order do you want players like not to win? Like who's <sighs> the the team number 1? I don't want them to win. Oh, players? Not players, oh, teams? Like teams. Oh, Lakers by far are they're always the least, so no matter who like so when okay, for instance, when the Rockets were playing the Lakers, by default I had to cheer for the Rockets who I absolutely hate. Because I cannot put up with the Lakers winning. Like, the Lakers are always... They're the default at the very end of everything. Like, I can't cheer for them. Okay. So, in this case, Miami at number one. That's who we want to win. Number two, I hate to say it, but Denver. Yeah. Because they're less bad than Gordon getting a championship ring. Even though, actually, you know what? I feel like maybe Gordon getting a championship ring and not actually contributing would be like... It Some it sort of like... Yeah, it's like anytime like he wakes up and he's got his four daughters and they're like <laughs> playing around with his ring... And he just looks at it and realizes he didn't really contribute to get that thing. That'll probably weigh on him a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. Not that I'm like that. I'm not that vindictive of a person. So I, I really am. don't care. But at the same time, like maybe, yeah, maybe if Boston won and, and Gordon had like a terrible finals and like didn't do anything. Well, Boston's okay. not going to win because the Heat's going to beat him. I know. So, all right, fine. So we'll, but we'll just say 
Uh, Miami number one, Denver number two, Boston number three, the Lakers number four by default. So okay, you? interesting. Man, I don't know. I know Tom will agree with your list a hundred percent. I'm FLA all the time. Yeah, I know. I know. I think I might at this point in this juncture in time, I might hate Houston more than the Lakers in my life. Um, had we had to play them in the playoffs this year, that might have happened for me too. Yeah. But by the grace of of all things holy, we didn't. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I think the last team I want to win. Man, I don't know if I'm this vindictive, but I really don't want to see Gordon win a championship. Like, I really do not want that to happen. Um, I really hate Denver. It'll be a scarlet letter, dude. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Berg. Like, I hated and still hate Denver a lot. And usually after a seven-game series, like, that They have the main heightened. character from Despicable Me as their center, dude. I know. It's crazy. Um, it is crazy. But, like, the way that the series went, like... It was a game of res- like that, like losing to the Rockets. You don't respect the way they play basketball, but in a sick way, you can respect like these are just two teams going at each other for right. seven games. Like the Murray versus Donovan thing. I hate Murray, but like now there's like a, a level of respect towards him. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, for like, sure. and like the, they dapped each other up at the end of the the series, and like Murray was the first one to get to Donovan. Like, like those are things that you respect as. Like a rival, like I hate playing you, but I kind of respect you in right. a way. Um, Where Harden would have walked off with just yeah. some sick smirk, exactly, and Westbrook um, with his Ninja Turtle face, and just like they won because they shot forty-seven free throws. Yeah, um, but I think like obviously Heat's who I want to win. Then, oh, man, man, I really hope they just like it. This is hard. This is a hard question I asked you. Would you prefer that like a stampede of alligators from Orlando yes, comes 100%. out of the swamp and just I would like overruns all, the NBA arenas? The, I would rather have like including the Heat, every team die than watch like the other three team potentially. Just win. just picture that in your head. Just literally swarms <laughs> of thousands of alligators <laughs> just come out of the swamps and just start causing insane havoc. Now, honestly, I'm if anyone it. survives, Jimmy would. Um, no, I think like Miami. Um, I'm going to have to put... Nah, I got to do Celtics. I really hate Denver. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Scrum, I really hate them. And then, it's hard uh, to cheer for anybody yeah, in the West, dude. So the two dude. East teams and then... Yeah, I, I'm actually in the exact same boat as you. Okay, um, yeah, sorry. Random question. No, it's a good question. I like it. I like it. I feel like the bubble has officially popped. Yeah. And at least our dreams in the bubbles have popped. Popped and died and withered up. It's kind of like our dreams are Voldemort at King's Crossing and after Harry Potter gets hit by the Avada Kedavra, you know that little like... Yeah, he's just a little like... Little... Yeah, those are our dreams. Dude, speaking of popped, let's let's talk a little pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> what a segue, man! Dude, thanks, I'm a pro. I'm I, I, a year, A year and a half into this thing, I'm getting the hang of it. Wow, we really are the best... We are the best on the radio. As, as our listeners know, we obviously enjoy jazz. We just talked about it. Enjoy the jazz in the NBA. We just talked about it for, I don't know, a half hour. But we also uh, have appreciation for other things, including music, which is probably our first. That's kind of what bonded us together yep. as friendship. So we always like to talk about music every now and again. So, um, dude, we're coming up on uh, what? Well, let's talk about this. I'll let you get into it. We want to talk about New yeah. Found Glory. Okay, yeah, and we talked about them a little bit before, which we call our, our musical guest or whatever. We talked about um, Dress to Kill, like the song that I consider the quintessential sound of like a pop punk. If I was to send it to someone, it would be that song probably. But um, today, exactly 20 years ago, they released their self-titled album, um, 
And it makes me feel really old because this is the album that I went and purchased. Like, with I got my own money. I went and got it. Like, I went out of my way to find it and buy it. Um, in whatever grade we were when we were, like, 10 years old, 11 years old. Sixth. Um, sixth grade. Um... Wait, and, 20 years ago, that was 2000. Yeah. So that was fourth grade. Fourth grade. So, so we were I think like, I bought we were like it in nine fifth or ten. Grade, yeah. yeah. I think I bought it in fifth grade because my brother bought Blink-182 and he's like, oh, Blink's my band, dude. You can't like, you can't like them like I like them. So um, I got... Honestly, his my, loss. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Um, I got in my mind what was like, I got to go find my own band then. And it was Newfound Glory self-titled because I heard um, a few of their songs. Um and some, you know, just you just found music that way. And um, this this album, for me, like listening to it at that age, like you tie a lot of emotions, like like starting like girls for the, the first girl you time, had crush right? on. girls you have crushes on, or like as you grow, like these are like anthems or like the soundtrack to that part of your life growing up. And right. like, yeah, I listened to music I listened to when I was ten years old still. But um, actually, when Bird came over today to record this podcast. I was watching the live stream of their... They, they did this live stream to celebrate the uh, 20th year um, because obviously they can't tour, but, um, you know, I'd throw them 10 bucks to watch it, right? They can't make money right now. They're not Taylor Swift and drop a random album and make millions of dollars, so... Um, but it's just, it's just funny to, like, bring back emotions that you are so... You, like, I listen to it all the time, but, like, you, like... I used to mow the lawn to the CD, so, like, sometimes when I'm walking... And I'm listening to it. I can smell fresh grass. You know what I mean? Um, and it just becomes so cemented in the, the type of person you are. Like, I'd say foundationally, like, this album specifically and pop punk in general is a big reason of who I am today. Right? And For it's sure. just, it's kind of fun to to kind of relive that with them um, as they put on their show. And then uh, since it's 20 years, like, you start listening to it a little bit more. It comes up a little bit more on the um roundabouts as you as you go through listening through artists and things like that and it's always fun to go revisit um and interestingly enough i know your experience with this record's a little bit different than mine which is i was actually really surprised so if you want to fill people in it's legitimately embarrassing i I don't feel good as a pop punk kid and a self-proclaimed pop punk kid i it just is so weird to admit this but i uh so I newfound glory, like I got a newfound glory. I don't have an older brother. I feel like when you have an older brother, you get into like all that stuff a little bit quicker. And I think I've talked about this on podcasts in the past, but my introduction to newfound glory was in 2002 when the movie clock stoppers came out. Do you remember that movie? Dude? Yeah. I love that. Movie. So I can't remember exactly what happens, but I'm pretty sure the kid gets a watch and he can like go back in time and just like screw with stuff. I so classic, like time. does he go back? I yeah, he actually does. Time. Clock stoppers would indicate freezing, yeah. not actually going. It's not a, he's actually the brother of the brunette chick in, um, Mara and what? Mara Burnett. <laughs> <laughs> what? You said brunette chick. No, brunette, it was a like, joke. I'm being I, sick. Sometimes Berg, these slaps to my face and like the disrespect of you saying that to me, that joke was disrespectful to me and my integrity. I couldn't resist. It was on um, a freaking platter. Call. I can't remember the movie now. The cheerleader movie. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. He's in that too. He's the brother. Anyway. Anyways. So I, I, I heard uh, the moment I met you, I think is what the name of the song was. The minute I met you. And yeah. that song was great. Super catchy. That's why I like got way into newfound glory. And I think right at that time sticks, it was 2002. And so Sticks and Stones had come out, and I didn't have any way of knowing that there was a previous album. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Pre-internet. Pre-internet. Bill was, Simmons always says pre-internet. Pre-internet days. It was a whole, it was a dark ages, honestly. Yeah. So I, I get 
I get Sticks and Stones. Obviously love it. It's still one of my top five probably albums on the planet. Uh, definitely top five pop punk albums. And um, yeah, I just kind of like from there, like Catalyst came out a couple years later. And like my the friends I chilled with in like junior high for the most part, like we were obviously friends then and we like there was some crossover, but like they didn't listen to music. So I never like got my hands and never heard the CD. And then I don't know, dude, just time went on and like, I was finding, that's the thing. We're, we're so spoiled with right. new music all the time, whether it was all time low, hit the lights. I mean, then I had like, you know, some of the edgier stuff or, you know, heavier stuff and like thrice under oath, like they were all coming out with new albums all the time. So I never felt like I never thought to go back in time and find an album I hadn't yet discovered. And so newfound glory self-titled. And then I obviously graduate new music's coming out, go on a mission, come back. And then like two years later, pop punk is essentially almost dead and R.I.P. Hey, uh, at this point, I think it's, uh, it's got a heartbeat. It's got a heartbeat. It's, it's got it's, a pulse. I see, I see some jagged lines on the monitor. Yeah. Um, ultimately I was like, it was like 2015 or something and I downloaded it and I, I always had known hit or miss for whatever reason. I just had never dug into the whole album, but, um, it was actually really, it was cause we're always, we've always wanted like, Oh man, it'd be so nice to hear like the albums we fell in love with for the first time when we were like, 10, 11, 12 through 15 or whatever. And I kind of got that feeling. And it's, it, you feel, I felt the exact same way that I would have felt had I listened to it, you know, way back when, when it came out. And in comparison to like, not to, not to bash on the other music that comes out, like it's pop punk or whatever, but it still had like, it, it, it still holds up as like a, a, a flashback in time. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool. But that was like 2016. Yeah. Um, man, I love that. I love that album. I actually have a funny little anecdote that I just found out today. Um, so when they signed to a major record label, Newfound Glory, first of all, what's crazy about this is they wrote this entire thing in their senior year in high school. As soon as they graduate, they go record it. And they're so like in tune with where like, quote unquote, the scenes at and what fans care about. Like, right. Even at that age, they knew signing with a, a major record label is going to make people think like they're going to sell out. Like Green Day had kind of done it at that point. Blink had. Um, kind of done it at that point. They didn't really sell out, but like their sound changes a little bit. Like right. if you go listen to Dude Ranch versus Enema of the State, like you can tell like, okay, there's a little bit of influence here to make it a little bit more radio Mainstream. friendly. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was really important to them. And another thing is like at that juncture in time, like obviously boy bands were at their peak, like late 90s, early 2000s, peak boy band. And pop punk bands would get grouped into that a lot of the time. Like especially like bands like, simple plan comes out like people are like oh they're a boy band but they're right. not, you know what i mean right because they're a popular band but um newfound glory's like their their drummer cyrus was like it was very important to us to like let people know like not we're not selling out we're defining our sound even more and we're definitely not a boy band so that's why they opened with better off dead which is like immediately hits you in the face with like the fastest tempo on the entire record and in my opinion is still one of the best like album openers of all time um, totally sets the mood for the rest of the next 35 minutes. Your head's bobbing from yes. a second to... Just super fast verses and, and a jumpy chorus, which is my favorite thing about the genre. So um, it was kind of cool to hear them like... And it's always fun to hear bands like... It's different now. Um, shout out to Knuckle Puck. They actually just put out a really good album that flows all the way through. But like, especially in pop music, like... It doesn't really make sense to care about how your album flows anymore because it's like Spotify and Apple Music. It's all about streaming now. It's all about the single. It's all about right. the single. It's right. all about the always single. Always about the single. Right. And like it's kind of fun to always go back and be like, no, like especially back then, p- 
people are putting together these cohesive albums from start to finish, and there's thought behind like how it flows. Shout out to Summer Lights from start to finish. <laughs> Shout out, baby. But uh, no, for real. Like listening to there, and I think that's why we appreciate those albums and these artists, you know, that go way back when because. I mean, that was the thing. Spotify, Apple Music, none of that existed. So you buy the album and you listen to the whole thing. Like you don't yeah. skip. Like and I was paying twelve ninety nine an album. Yeah. Like I wanted to get like good music out of it. And honestly, most of those albums don't have yeah. any skips. No. You know, it's so crazy. And obviously, that's uh, you know, Newfound Glory self titled is is one of them. So for all you people out there that don't know who Newfound Glory is, or maybe you're familiar with like My Friends Over You or who knows what, um, just go listen to the song Hit or Miss. And that's like, an, or better off dead. But Hit or Miss is uh, is a catchy pop punk song. And that kind of gives you the kind of the epitome of what the album's all yeah. about. That might be my favorite song off the record. So check it out, listen to it. And then uh, if, if you've literally never heard of Newfound Glory and you listen to this song, no matter what you think about it, I think you'll like it. You'll bob your head, you'll appreciate it. Um, hit us up in the DMs or wherever and, and let us know what you think because I'd be curious. Yeah, shout out Newfound Glory. They've been doing it for years and like I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon. They just love what they do. So it's nice to see because unfortunately uh, bands at that level, I think they still make good money, but you know, there's a lot of bands that sacrifice like honestly like t- family time and like they probably could get a job that makes more than touring and like for real? a band. Um, so shout out to them for loving what they do and giving us, you know, we benefit greatly from that. So thank you. They're the real ones. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Um, some more pop culture. This is a weird time. It is weird. We literally have gone nine months in 2020 and you're a big, a big, uh, we'll call it what a xenophobe or no, what's the uh, no, word? It's a cinephile. A cinephile. No, that's right. Yeah. Not a phobe, but a file. We're filmies. You're filmy. I'm and, uh, you've, how many times have you been to the movies this year? Once. And what did you see? I saw Tenet. Talk to me about it. Um, so I personally like. There's a huge like. You either love him or you hate him for some reason. Um, but the director Christopher Nolan, I like him a lot, um, mostly because he likes to play with like what you're visualizing, and like warp your sense of reality. And Tenet very much falls into that uh, realm. Uh, he's for some reason obsessed with time and what he can like make us perceive as time. I mean, Interstellar, Inception. Um, even Memento, like his first movie that came out, um, he couldn't even help himself on Dunkirk, his, his war epic that he just made, uh, previous to this film. Like he still had to somehow throw in a little wrinkle in how everything lined up in terms of timing. Um, but in this movie, like without giving too much away, um, you either can go forward in time or get inversed and go backwards in time. Um, and he, he messes with that idea. For me, it's not my favorite movie he put out. It's definitely uh, pretty over... Like, the plot is kind of hard to follow. And another thing, for some reason, like, the sound mixing was pretty poor in the movie. So, like... (laughs) Something that I would probably never notice. No, you would, because, like, it was the dialogue was too quiet. Oh, that's annoying. Right. So, um... Pause. Random question. If you could go back in time and change something from the last three months, what would you change? Oh, man. Um, just three months. I'm putting you on the spot here. This wasn't planned. If I could change anything like that I did in my life. Yep. Um, Big or small? I really wish, like, I didn't eat greasy food after <laughs> my body shut down so I wouldn't, like, have gall attacks. 
That'd be nice. Greasy food's kind of fun, though. It's Oh, I love it. Obviously, I have a problem. Like, I'm I think we put, all do. At night, I'm putting myself in danger. <laughs> My marriage is on the fritz. Just kidding again. Um, no, yeah, I would definitely, like, avoid that. Okay, <laughs> fair. All right, sorry to, sorry to cut you off. No, so. you're good. Bad, uh, bad sound quality. Uh, yeah, so you can't hear what's going on when they talk, but, like, some of the visuals are incredible. Um, saw IMAX. If you have to see, like, any director, his movies, like, Christopher Nolan is the guy you have to see in IMAX. So... But for me, like, the most important part was I got out of the house. Mm-hmm. I got a bucket of popcorn. It smelled like the theater. Um, I had a good time. We went with the Barneses and the Kaisers. Uh, shout out them. And we just had, like, it was, like, fun to actually go out and do something. And just for the mental health, it was, like, super worth did it. Did it feel real or did it feel, like, post-apocalyptic? Um, it felt kind of real. Obviously, like, the theater was pretty dead. Um, it wasn't my, the brightest idea. Like, I totally believe in, like, I have to do my part in, like, helping this. But, you know, you wear a mask and go in. You sit down. You wear your mask unless you're eating your popcorn or whatever. And But regardless, like, it's fun. And it was just good to get out. But definitely it was a little emptier. That's dope. I, uh, I've seen one movie in theaters this year. I went to see... <laughs> I went to see Jumanji 2. <laughs> it was actually way fun. It was a little date. And, uh, there was, like four people in the theaters and uh i'm not i'm not the biggest i'm just easily entertained so jumanji 2 is right up my alley i literally started crying when they were (laughs) when they were going through the attributes of like the rock and like kevin hart and the the other and jack jack black and who else is in it that girl oh the chick and for whatever reason, I thought the whole like cake thing making Kevin Hart explode was way funny in the first. I watched I, I watched Jumanji one for the first time the previous okay. day because I knew I was gonna watch Jumanji two, and like it's the most like arbitrary and random thing on the planet. And so I just walked into the theater thinking, man, if they do something with cake, and I'm gonna <laughs> die. Like it's the dumbest thing. Like they talk, the the attributes come up like good with like good at reading maps, extra strong, super fast. Um, you know, intelligence, 10 out of 10, and then allergic to cake. And I don't know why, dude, but it was so funny when round two, their attributes get introduced and Kevin Hart comes up and sure enough, allergic to cake. I started crying. I was <laughs> laughing so hard. It was so funny. My date actually left. Uh, she had to walk out because she was dying too. She had to literally get out and go outside because we were laughing so hard. And I said there were only four people in the theater, but there is actually probably more like 15. And uh, it was kind of embarrassing, but it was also really funny. That's probably the hardest I've laughed in 2020. Because <laughs> <laughs> cake, cake in a movie. It shouldn't be funny. I don't know why. It made no sense, but like the timing was perfect. I died. That's awesome. That goes to show how easily entertained no, I am. No, those movies are funny, dude. Shout out to Jumanji, shout out to The Rock, and shout out to Jack Black because he definitely kills it. Yeah. So when, when does Top Gun 2 come out again? <laughs> um, Funny. I have no idea, but it's time. It is time. It is time. I'm dude. easily entertained, like I say, and uh, Top Gun's right up my alley. So anyway, um, yeah, man, that's uh, that's it for, for, for pop culture, I think. Um. I think now what it's Hold uh we're mo- summer's upon us summer's actually summer's over. Hold on, talk to me. Um, I need to cut you off here because for once in my life I have a grass is greener on the married side. Of okay, let's go. Um, for those out there, grass is greener is uh obviously they joke about the grass being greener on the other side or not where you are, but somebody's situation is better mm-hmm. than yours, and we've kind of made a joke of it. We don't necessarily believe it. So, Kurt Kurt talks about something about married life family life i talk about something in the dating life yeah and, that's and what it is. it's brought to you by scott's turf <laughs> whatever we have a sponsor now they're paying us a lot of money so i got to get that plug Shout in for scott's um so you brought up earlier uh sleepless in seattle aka sleepless in, in bluffdale 
Um, one thing that like, and you actually hear this quite a bit, but you don't really like know until you experience it. Like having a kid's great. Having a kid is freaking hard. Like it's hard on obviously just like you got to deal with them, but like the other stresses that it causes in your life is super hard. Um, this kid's completely dependent on you, more dependent on your wife. Uh, you have to raise this thing, right? So like the hardest thing that we've had with Jameson is the kid just doesn't sleep well. Like we've done the, we've done the stupid sleep training thing where you walk in, rub him on his back for 30 seconds, walk out and let him cry for five minutes. Um, and we felt like we we're making progress. And then all of a sudden, um, he starts teething. So we're, <laughs> we got teeth coming in and like this week alone, just think about sharp bones protruding yeah. through your skin. Like, and if you think about it from that perspective, and the poor you kid, yeah, and he cry. has no idea why his mouth hurts, and he just like is upset. He's always wanting to nurse and eat, like, and chew on things, and like the stress that that puts on. One thing too, and it's completely understandable that it, it's this way, but like, I honestly think like we're genetically engineered for this. But when a baby cries, or even my son cries, like, yeah, it's it's hard, it's annoying, but like, I know everything's going to be okay. But for Emily, when he cries, it's like her her entire universe is collapsing on her. Like she has to do anything she possibly can to get him to stop crying. So like the friction that causes between you when you're just like, it's okay, it's going to be fine. And she's like, no, we need to figure this out. Like it's a really funny dynamic that it throws into things. And like one thing when if like anyone out there that's like dealing with kids, I think the best advice I got was from Tom when he said like, you just got to remember Everything that you guys are going through right now, it's a phase. Like, it will end, and and you'll have a good time again, and then something bad will come out, and that'll be a phase. And, like, you just got to take it as for what it is. Um, so, we're, we try and keep that... Um, Before you know it, he's graduating college. Yeah, for real, and then see a kid. Um, but, like, we try and keep that in mind, and it's helped us a lot. But, like, it's just kind of funny, like, the frustration that, like, when you don't sleep... Obviously, you're already kind of, like, you know, easily aggravated. But, like, you throw that in and, like, disagreements of, like, how we need to handle this situation. It's just kind of funny. Like, and Emily's a great mother. Um, she's a way better parent than I am. So, I defer to her a lot. She's doing all the research and she's getting all the advice. But um, we're getting through it, Berg. That's definitely... Uh... Dude, I don't know how parents do it. Honestly, I'm stoked to have a kid someday. And I... I don't care what jeans he gets in mind. Like, sure, his hair can maybe mismatch his eyebrows and vice versa. And maybe he's tall. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe she's not. But I just pray to the stars above that he gets my jeans about sli- like my yeah. sleeping jeans. And that thing, he'll just be a freaking cinder block sleeping in bed, and I, I won't have to worry about it. So um, knowing knowing me, it'll probably won't be the case, and I'll I'll have used up all those jeans, and I'll have the freaking Walking Dead <laughs> instead. But uh, I'm not to that point yet, so. It's okay. Um, but uh, that was my grass is greener. Do you got one? I don't. I don't know. You said you're going on a date tonight. Is... Yeah, dude, got a date tonight. Um, pretty stoked about it. Should be a good time. Uh, I don't have much more else to say other than that. Other than dating in COVID is uh, a crazy time, and I postponed. I, I could say I was off the off the market for a little bit, and uh, all all good things come to an end. And so here we are, and should be a good time. So that's where right. I am. Uh, I'll return and report uh, next episode. All right. Yeah. Get something, re- getting something good for us. Do put yourself in a funny situation tonight. <laughs> so you make, make good radio. Oh, I'm sure. 
Um, anyway, sorry for cutting you off. You're saying something about like fall and whatever. Yeah, dude, fall's in the air. And so I, we kind of just talked a little bit about summer and stuff, but I was going to say, let's have a little, let's have a little recap. Let's take a peek into your journal, dude. What was, what was your favorite part about the summer? My kid, like, I know it's cheesy and like an easy thing to fall back on, but it's been a rough year, um, for multiple reasons, but like anytime, like he just like, he does a lot of things that I love and I always say like, oh, it's my favorite thing he does, but like just like being able to see your own kid like smile at you and laugh like it's there's no words for it and like he's generally like yeah he's teething right now but generally when he's awake he's a happy baby i get to experience that every day um shout out to covid for keeping me home working from home um so just like watching him grow up and like build his little personality and you know he's crawling around he's trying to stand up and walk already he's not even nine months old um it's just been like the real saving grace of the year in this summer definitely is like the best thing that happened to me is Jameson. So dude, that's special. That's really cool. Um, I can't really match that, but I would say the best thing about summer for me, this is almost kind of felt like summer vacation in a way, like obviously in high school or not in high school, but in school in general, you've got summer vacation and then you, you graduate college and then you have to become a real person. And because you mentioned work from home, like work from home, honestly, has been a ticket to like, yeah, just taking, hopefully my boss is listening, but just, you know, chilling out a little bit more and, you know, being able to do kind of more spontaneous stuff, like throughout the day where you're not like in the office and you're not really constrained. You don't have people looking over your shoulder and my job's pretty flexible as it is, but even still it's been extra, extra lax. So, you know, if you want to pop over to the pool, like halfway through the day, you can do that. You want to go for a walk. You want to peace out and, you know, head up to Bear Lake for a day or two. Like something that caught fire this we got to bring it up is the Berg walks, right? Hashtag Berg walk. It's a movement. It is a movement, man. Get Everyone's it. in on it. I think Emily and I are planning on doing one, um, here in a little bit after you, you leave to go on your date. But, um, I mean, the Hayfins always shout out, send you Berg walks. The Barneses do it. Like everyone is in on the Berg walks, man. So shout out to you. Shout out to summer. Dude, if you want to get healthy for all the people out there that want to get healthy, just get 10 to 15,000 steps in throughout your day. It doesn't have to be all at once. It's preferably not actually. Get some vitamin D in. I know, again, fall's coming, so it's a little bit harder. Throw on a hoodie. Just go for a walk. Think about life. Listen to some good podcasts or some good... Listen to this podcast is a long one. So tune in um, and just enjoy it. Just it, Honestly, it does it does a lot of good. So shout out to uh, to, to the Berg Walks. And uh, yeah, so ultimately that was probably my, my favorite summer. Just like, just honestly, the whole summer's just been, it's just been, been, been yeah. kind of chill, you know? Yeah, different summer, different vibe. Like, obviously, all things considered, all things considered it, it sucks in the in the greater scheme of things. But, um, you know, I like your positivity, man. Thanks, I man. like the optimism. I'm pretty tan as a result. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm sure I'll go white in like two days, but hey. Um, okay, worst worst part in the la- of the last like three months. And you mentioned you'd go back and change. Uh, yeah. Well, just like, that's something that I could change. I couldn't change the worst thing that happened, and that was just like my my spleen exploding, um, wake basically like being rushed to the hospital the day after the 4th of July. Cause that's like the best week of summer, right? The 4th of July that sucked. So <laughs> by far the worst memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's a hard to top. Honestly, I'm trying to think my summer has been pretty good. I don't even know if I have a worse memory. Um, I feel like, um, sheesh. I don't know, man. Worst. Oh, for, oh gosh. Uh oh. I didn't even tell this story. This might this this will have to be for another podcast episode, but I hired some dude to come help finish my flooring. And he turned out to be some like crack, meth, you name the drug, he's on it. And uh 
he was literally supposed to finish like 227 square feet. Um, I actually did a pretty good job of laying this laminate, but there was a couple tricky spots and I didn't want to screw it up. So I resorted to KSL because all the <laughs> professional people were uh, booked out to like beyond September. And so I, uh, I just hit up some random dude. Shout out Dustin. It's a story for another day, but he was terrible. And uh, needless I to say, I, I wasted a little bit of money and ended up having to finish the floor myself. By far the worst decision of summer. Yeah, I can't wait for you to read the text that you got. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I'll read that next time. Yeah. Um, what What else we got here, Berg? Um, dude, I think we're. Uh, I mean, we, we can talk about fall next time because we've got a lot. We got plenty of uh, plenty of episode left. Dude, what what's, what's on your radar? What's up next? What's going on? Well, I you know. Roll out of basketball usually doesn't happen this way. Straight into football. Um, shout out to I can't say this very often in my life. So shout out to the Washington football team being number one in the NFC East week two. Um, won't last long, but shout out to them. Twenty twenty is a weird year. It is a weird year. Who knows what can happen? Screw um, the Cowboys. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Um, and the and the Falcons for somehow losing the game that they just lost, but. Um, I just like fall, man. It's like my favorite time of year. I like the changes. I like, you know, walking around in a hoodie. I like the cooler weather. Um, I just like this time of year. It's always been a good vibe. So um, just, you know, getting into the swing of things. I got a new board game that hopefully I'm going to try here pretty soon. Seems pretty complicated, but um, I was actually That just gives me anxiety, dude. Yeah. No, it's hard. Thank goodness for YouTube University for board games and learning rules, but... Um, the Barneses and I are playing, and, and Emily, sorry, the Barneses and the Pruitts are playing uh, Pandemic Legacy right now, which is super dope. Fitting. Um, yeah, very fitting. And it continues on, like, each month is each time you play the game, and, like, it just gets harder and harder as you go, and you're just putting stickers on the board because it, like, changes the game um, forever. Um, that's been really fun, and then um, I bought this new game that hopefully I'm going to try maybe tonight because it's one player even. Um but as funny and nerdy as that sounds, I'm, I'm stoked on board games right now. So. <laughs> I just want to play Lord of the Rings Risk, man. Oh my gosh, I don't. Ever since that roll from Helgeson's house. <laughs> That'll go down in, in the, the Hall of Fame of, of uh, no in games for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man, I like fall too. I think it goes too quick. I think this year has officially cemented myself as like, I'm, I just love summer too much. Fall kind of marks the end of that, but I do love like... The colors changing and things cooling off a little bit, but it just it ends too quickly. Yeah. And then I don't know. Hopefully, it's a good winter from like a snow perspective, and the world doesn't go up into a ball of flames, and we can actually snowboard a decent amount yeah. and stuff. But yeah, let's get I'm, through November first. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I I was supposed to be going to Hawaii on October first, and they just pushed back the uh, the the quarantine deadline to October fifteenth, so I had to cancel that. So to no flex zone. If anybody wants to take a trip to somewhere uh, warm and sunny in the next like three months, hit me up because I have Dude, some credits on Delta. I want to go to Bermuda. That'd be cool. That'd be cool, Bermuda. Maybe we should do a pod from Bermuda. Dude, I feel like that's like messing with the Triforce or something. I feel like somehow... Right on the Triforce? You, you get sucked right out in the... You, Honestly, you, before you know it, you're like floating around Pluto. Hopefully like, it happens. You just go through some black hole, some warp. But uh, yeah, man. Um, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Fall will be fun. Yeah. Shout but, out Fall. Shout out our listeners. Shout out the interns who are going to edit this as soon as we get done. Hopefully get it on. Uh, the air or on on in the cloud um, quickly for your enjoyment. Yeah, shout out to everybody still listening. If you're still listening, we're a couple uh, a couple minutes into this thing. Um, we appreciate yeah, we appreciate the feedback and uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys soon. Maybe we'll, we need to do another mailbag again. Get you guys involved yes. and uh, catch you on the flip side. Have you seen Boondock Saints? Dude, no. All right, catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Peace.